You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White, and with me is my co-host, Lacia Finley. Happy Monday. How are you this morning? Ah, getting along. Getting along? <laughs> That's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah Welcome to been, my first uh, words of the day, everyone. Got to got to work out your vocal cords. Got to get them, get them ready for the show. Yep. It'll it'll probably get all loosened up here in about 20, 30 minutes, you know, mm. but it's yeah. all good. So I'm going to tell you a story just to kind of start things off, because I had an interesting night last night, uh, Ooh, thanks cat. to yeah, storms in the area, you know, oh. I normally don't deal with storms, and by that I mean I'm usually at home when they pass, so right. I don't deal with it. Uh, so last night we decided, you know, my wife and I, we were going to go out to eat. We were just going to kind of enjoy our Friday night. And I felt like every decision I made led to the events <laughs> that that took place because... You saw the prophecy shaping here. <laughs> yeah. By the time we got home, it was like, damn it, you know, if I hadn't have chosen this, if I hadn't done that, all this other stuff wouldn't have happened. But that just goes to show how things work. But... Um, we, she, she wanted to take me out for dinner because we didn't really do anything uh, particular or solid for Father's Day. So she's like, find a place that you wanted to, to go eat and we'd go eat. So I was looking around for a place that I've never been, found a little joint in town called the Burger Republic, thought, hey, this sounds interesting. This sounds neat. And they got beer and, you know, interesting choices. So yeah, let's go there. So <clears throat> Yeah. And... Lo and behold, I guess this is a popular place because it was packed, you know. So it was about a 20-minute wait just to, to get a table. So it was like, uh, fine. And <laughs> yeah. that, that part of town, you know, uh, where we went, it's it Friday night. You might as well just expect you're going to wait somewhere. You know, it's sure. very rare you're going to find a place that you won't be waiting. So I just said, screw it. You know, we'll, we'll wait. So we waited, got the table. uh Got our food, and the pacing of that, you know, seemed a little extensive. I wouldn't say that we were, like, sitting there waiting tremendously long for our food. But I will say that it was kind of nice because we had this um, this nice gap between our appetizer and our food. And a lot of places, they will give you your appetizer, and, like, five minutes later, here's your food. And it was like, you know, I'm trying to finish this. Right. That was the kind of the point. So there was a nice gap. So I wasn't complaining. It was like, okay, that was nice. Yeah. We leave. The moment we leave the restaurant, rain. Like literally the moment we sit in the car. And I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? So we had to make one stop to a pet stop, a pet store. 
And just right across the road. So it was like, all right, let's do that. But of course, the rain is just like pounding down really hard. And I'm like, uh. sideways. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so we, we rush inside. You know, we're soaked. And the 30 seconds it took us to get inside the door. Then as we're in there, the storm is just getting worse and worse and worse. And we even get alerts on our phone saying, you know, take cover, shelter, you know, tornado watches oh, and wow. warnings. Yeah, it's just getting bad. Okay. So it's like, okay, yeah. so we need to hurry up and kind of get home. Get back in the car, head home, and I'm on the interstate, and you know, obviously everyone is just not driving normal. If you've never if you've never driven in Tennessee, Tennessee drivers are the worst. Now I'm sure a lot of people could say that with <laughs> probably people. every state claims yeah. that one, yeah. But yeah, we've got the worst drivers. They don't know what to do. They're panicky. They're, you know, either speeding or they're going too slow. And it was just like, I need to get off the interstate. So I take a back road to our home, thinking this will mm-hmm. be fine. No, that was the worst mistake because <laughs> the entire trip down, it was fine. I was like, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And then as soon as we, I mean, we're literally not even a mile away from the main road to our home or to get back into our town off of this back road. There's a tree on the road. And oh, it was no. like, shit. And yeah. what made it worse is we were almost out of gas. Okay. So that was not oh, helping no. matters either. So we were thinking, well, we'll turn around. We'll make a, we'll find another way. No, we got lost again trying to get out, and it was just getting to a panic point. Where we're like, no, we're gonna, we're gonna this run is out of where gas I live before now. we get anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so I went back to the tree and I started going to town on the tree, trying to get it out of the road, and it was not. I got uh, you know a few branches out of the way, but you know the tree was just slightly bigger than me. So, you know, I was, and, and it had that, that nice little tug to it. So I'm sitting there pushing and pushing going, please just break. And it wouldn't. <laughs> I, I really wish you would have recorded this whole thing. <laughs> well, I think Katrina took some pictures, <laughs> but <Okay. laughs> anyway, luckily some guys showed up. They had a big truck. They started pulling it and tugging it with their truck and they broke it. And we finally got through, got to the gas station enough time. So, but yeah. it, the whole time, I mean, I was, you know, I'd taken a shower a few hours ago. I had to take another shower when I got home because yeah, I was did. soaked head to toe. So now you should have just brought a bar of soap outside with you. Like, finish well, well it up. again, going back to decisions, all these decisions led to that. But one other decision that if I'd have made earlier in the day, Katrina said, hey, do you want to take the van or do you want to take the car? And I was like, ah, it doesn't matter. We could take the car. If we'd have taken my van... I'd have had that tree down in no time flat because that's where I keep all my tools because the kids like to, you know, take my stuff. So mm-hmm. I would have had a sledgehammer. I would have had an axe. I'd have had everything I needed to get that tree out of the way. And again, didn't have it. So I was like, ah, okay. So, See, I yeah. would have never considered to just move the tree. I would have just been like, well, this is this is life now. <laughs> well, I was at the point where it was just like, you know, never I'm this close. My mind. Yeah, I was you know that close. I just, I don't know, but yeah, it was, a, it was an adventure to say the oh, least. But, well, happy uh, Father's Day. Well, yeah, <laughs> thank you. But uh, yeah, that was my story just to kind of get things rolling and allow you to, to kind of uh, stretch Allow, allow me to wake up, yeah. Yeah, so uh, what, what have you been playing? Uh, not a whole lot. I discovered that I lack the skill set to uh, fully beat Super Hot, or at That's least just... in one go. Um Wow. Like, I know it's an older, kind of older game, I guess, at this point. It's been around for a while. Um, mm-hmm. But 
it, it, it seemed to go okay, go okay, go okay. You know, you get a new ability. Oh, okay, now I'm doing better. Now I'm doing better. And then I'm guessing as it's getting into like the meat of the story, because I really don't know how long the game is. I have seen the game played off and on, you know, over the years, uh, but I've never, I don't know that I've seen the full story for what loose story there is in there. And uh, there's one scene that you're supposed to go into the prism. You get pulled out of the prism. And I'm already in the middle of like three guys about to shoot me. And if you've never played super hot, it, the, the time doesn't really move until you move. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> so even if you're standing still, it moves a little bit, but it's very, very slow until you hit like your controller if you're moving or in my case, the keyboard. And uh, so it's a very quick grab gun shoot, try to run around a corner situation. But like the guys just never stop coming. And I Mm -hmm. think I spent about 30, 35 minutes on that part before I I just I quit the game and I uninstalled it. Like that's how much I'm like, I am. I just can't figure this scene out and that's how upset I was that it was taking me that long because I'm like I'm not terrible at video games I'm not gonna say I'm amazing like there's gonna be certain places in really hard games that I understand will take me longer than the average person or average gamer or whatever and that's fine because I will eventually get it but that part had me so pissed off because it seemed like hit boxes would be weird so if I go back into that sequence I'd shoot the guy the same way I did the first time because I finally found like a little momentum. If I go this direction, at Mm -hmm. least then I can see them coming at me as opposed to having an area behind me to come up and all this kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, I just couldn't get it to work. So I would be doing the same thing and something different would happen each time. And I'm like, really? Because last time... I shot him in the same spot and he shattered. And this time he's still coming at me and he's got a shotgun, which shoots like Hmm. seven bullets at me with a spread. I've got this little handgun that still now, mind you, has to reload while you move also because time isn't moving, you know, when you're standing still. So if those bullets are coming at you and you're just staring at it in slow-mo, you're like, well, like there's no way I, I hopefully I can dodge really quick one side if you just go. But yeah, after about 30, 35 minutes, I went, you know what? It's a good game, but I lack the skill set, I think, or the patience to figure out this sequence because there is a strategy, obviously. Like, I, I truly believe there's a strategy, and I probably could have figured it out, but I got angry and I uninstalled it. And I can't remember the last time I've gotten so angry at a game that I just immediately uninstalled when I was done and I had no intentions of going back and figuring I'm like, well, this is just this is just one of those games that I'll have to say I never beat like I did as a kid. Now, was this the VR version or the regular version? No, it was the regular version. I unfortunately had the game well before I had VR, so I didn't have the VR version. It had a VR mode, but I'm thinking it was just to view it in VR. Mm. I don't think it was the actual VR version, but I would have to try at another time to see. Because it did want to boot up my Oculus background, so I know it's going to use that, but I'm not sure that it's the VR version. I mean, if you can get your hands on the VR version, I would say try it again because I remember playing the non-VR version after I played the VR version, mm-hmm. and I didn't care for it. I was like, no, this game needs to be played in VR. And it's, well, it's I played much it for a few minutes at a TwitchCon. So I think the first TwitchCon I went to, they had a VR that they were showing off, and Super Hot happened to be the game 
that they were using for whatever computer that they were hawking on the show floor. Um, so again, it wasn't for very long because this, that was my very first VR Mm -hmm. game I ever tried. So obviously I was really bad at it because I wasn't even thinking to have to turn around and look behind me, like physically turning around and doing all this kind of stuff. So I think you had, you got to play it through one sequence or three or four lives. That was all that the demo would allow you to do. So obviously I lost all my lives. I think I maybe shot two or three of them before I was like, how did I get hit? Oh, people are coming behind me and Mm. I've never played VR. So I like had no sense of like how to play this at all. Um, So I could see that it would be very fun in that now that I've played VR and I'm a little bit more familiar with the mechanics and everything, but I think I would still be pretty bad at it now that Mm. I see how I played the flat version. Because I mean, now it it's be- just coming at me from everywhere. I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think it would yeah. be fun if you had. I mean, it's definitely a game built for VR. I've said that numerous times, and I feel like that it would also be if you had a great setup that was responsive for everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, know, you could like kick so much ass in that game. And I know they're just a little like different. A yeah, because like in the flat game, like you're guns can get shot and they shatter. Mm-hmm. Whereas I believe in the VR game, you could actually use that as a blocking mechanic if I Mm -hmm. remember correctly. So, I mean, they did change it a little bit for whatever platform, but um, yeah, I don't know if there's a day I feel like just raging, I might uh, reinstall it and see if I can pick it back up. But that's that I was, I was pretty upset when I'm like, you know what? I'm just, I'm just going to stop. And I just uninstalled it. I'm like, screw you. This is how mad I am at you right now. I can't do this. Fair enough. enough. (laughs) Uh, How about you? I think that's all I've actually been what? playing this week. Well, let's see. Well, I... there was one that I wanted to kind of talk about. Okay, well, go ahead. Maybe with it being Pride Month, it's okay to bring it up. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I Okay, so, like, I found this game accidentally, and, um, a- and I can't describe, like, how in love with it I've actually become. So, it's a, it, I, one day at Steam, I'm like, I feel like just playing a really dumb tycoon game. It's late at night. So I type in tycoon games, filter lowest to high, thinking I could find like a dollar or two I could throw at a game just to waste an hour or two before I'm ready to go to bed. And this game pops up with a thumbnail where it's a bunch of like really hot dudes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, what kind of tycoon game is this? So obviously that intrigued me. I'm like, what kind of tycoon game is this? Uh, it ended up being uh, not a tycoon game, um, <laughs> but the game is called Coming Out on Top. And I'm going to preface this with saying that I really do enjoy this game, but it is an 18 plus game. So I'm just going to throw that out there. But I think the way that all of it blended together was so well done um, that the writing, it's a dating simulator for um, you play a man who's just uh, decided to come out to his friends in like the last semester of college. And so they give you like six main guys that you can date either, um, if you just want sexual endeavors, that's fine. Or if you actually want to romance and have like a romantic ending with them or, and then there's like some 10 bonus dates or whatever. Cause your friend in college, um, she wants to become famous by developing the next really hot app for your phone. And so she comes up with a app called bro finder. So if you, uh, accept to be the beta tester for that, you get like 10 bonus dates that you could do throughout the game with just some random people, um, or random guys, I should say. Uh, but the reason why I was so intrigued by this game is the writing is so well done. 
I cannot remember the last time, if ever, I'm playing a visual novel slash dating simulator where I am belly laughing. The <laughs> writing was so witty and so well done, especially if you choose what's quote unquote the wrong answers, like when you go on the date, because they'll have like a slew of different answers, obviously, if you want to cater to the date to try to actually make it a more romantic endeavor or if you just want to like screw the whole date over and just choose what's blatantly the wrong answer it's so funny it's hmm. so funny like I can't even express to you how it was came at me at such a surprise and even and then if you choose the romantic endings it's so sweet like I find myself <laughs> there just like smiling and going oh my god that was such a sweet nice romantic little ending and then of course if you don't want the romance there's the other part. Uh So, (laughs) which is why I can't say 100% like everybody go buy this game because I have no idea, you know, if you're old enough to even buy this game because I will say this and it does say it on the splash screen. There are scenarios that they go into graphic detail over. So you have to be 18 to play this game, but it's only a small part of it. So... And if it's something that you're like, oh, my God, everything else she just said about this game sounds fantastic. But that you can skip through everything. You don't have to, like, go into the the great detail and read every little bit of, of well, you know, what they decide to do together. Um, but I, I it's a great game. I almost I think, Fair Stephen, enough. I think you would really enjoy the writing. <laughs> I really do. I really do. Like that is such a small part of it. But, oh, my God, it's so hilarious and witty. And they, they made them all very charming characters. And whoever the writer is, like. GG, man. I, I, I literally, I think I've now gotten all the achievements. And it's the first time in a long time that I've done that because I wanted to unlock all of the dialogue options because the way that they wrote the characters and the back and forth and the main character was so good that I wanted to read basically the entire book. All right. But, the, but there is that caveat to it. So if <clears throat> yeah, you're yeah, yeah. uncomfortable with reading heavily graphic sexual situations, um, then... That would be the only thing that I would say hesitate on. But again, you can click through it really fast. And it has a really cool mechanic, too, that has a skip feature. So it goes super fast. So for replay value, if you hit skip, it'll literally just skip like a blink of an eye through every dialogue that you've already read. And then it stops on uh, an option where you get to choose Mm -hmm. and then you can decide to go one way or the other. And if it's, um, you know, something that you've already read, the game will skip through it like in seconds. And then just stop at dialogue options or something that the game knows that you haven't read yet. So for replay value, it made it fantastic because you didn't have to sit there and just like mouse click through everything super fast to try to get back to it. Um, And of course, it does have like gallery pictures for you to unlock if you'd like, you know, (laughs) and all this kind of stuff. But my God, I, I just from trying to find a tycoon game to stumbling upon this and deciding, screw it, let me throw my money at it before I really even knew what it was. Um. I've really fallen in love with this little game. <laughs> it's it's just so well written. It really caught me for a loop. I wasn't expecting to have such a good time with it. The emotions. I'm telling you, you're going to laugh. You might cry. You might, you know, get a little turned on. I don't know you, man. But uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> such a good game. Like, So if you're 18 and want to read a really well written, witty visual novel that can be very, very romantic and make you smile. I really suggest getting coming out on top. It's Pride Month. Go support them. But oh my God, I can't believe I love this game as much as I did. 
Well, there you go. I need to find out who the writer is because I really kind of the, they're they're good. I want to follow and see if they've done any other work. Mm-hmm. Like that's Win- how well done it was. A winning endorsement right there, people. Ah, tycoon Games. I mean, that's probably not a good testament to Steam's filtering system because <laughs> it had yeah, nothing yeah. to do with tycoons. Um, but that's that's how I found it. Typed in tycoon, scrolled about halfway, and I'm like, what's this now? Yeah. <laughs> and nothing to do with tycoons. Fair but enough. it was still a really well done game. Okay. visual novel eh. anyway hmm. check it out if you're 18 sure <laughs> yeah yeah please please wait until you're 18 yeah i have to stress that because it it absolutely is it absolutely is hmm. i that's it okay <laughs> just check it out i think it's very well written i can't get over how much i laughed at this freaking little game well uh back to your question earlier <laughs> yes what were you playing yeah um I, uh, playing more of Spyro 2, which I think I'm practically at the end. Like, I think I could probably beat it right now because you have to collect a certain amount of orbs to get to the final boss. And I think when I got to the last area, they were like, hey, you can go ahead and fight the boss now. And I haven't even done all the other levels. So I was like, mm, maybe I'm, I might do that. So that maybe, but you know, I'm, I'm a completionist so i like to finish everything before i get to the end so i can just be done done right so i might do that or then again i've heard that you can get a special fire power or something like after you beat the game so i might just do that and then i have this special fire power and go back and finish everything so i'm still debating on that i'm not sure what i want to do yet um i also Mm -hmm. dabbled with sonic mania uh since it was free on playstation plus i thought Okay, I'll look at it because I've always been kind of fascinated with the Sonic games. Like, I get into this mood where I want to play them, and then I'll play them, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I think I'm done. Right? (laughs) It's like I can enjoy it in in spurts, you know, because I think I like, I mean, the music in the games I really enjoy. You know, a lot of the level musics and stuff like that, I think that's one of the reasons I always go back to them is because there's my hook. Is I, I like listening mm-hmm. to the music, but the games themselves always frustrate me because it's all about speed. But then it's not about speed because you run into a wall and then you got to jump on stuff and then shit hits you and then rings scatter everywhere after you've collected so many and you make one little mistake mm-hmm. and it's just like yep. this is stupid. This frustrates me to no end. It's all coming back to you. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, I I may play it just here and there, but you know, I just wanted to try it out, see what what was going on but what was funny is when i went to download that because i was going through my library because i didn't necessarily download it immediately i just added it i started going through my library and i started finding games i don't remember adding <laughs> i was like what is, what is this i was like i don't remember adding that and i start going mm-hmm. down a little farther i'm like when did i buy that like i did not remember buying gravity rush 2 which is a game i've been wanting to play like did you buy it or was it a free playstation game that was just still in your library i don't remember it ever being free yeah. uh, but i was just no. looking at it and there it sat and i was like did i play that did i i don't remember <laughs> did i make the choice yeah. to put this on there <laughs> yeah i just and i thought maybe it was a demo but sitting next to it was gravity rush 2 demo and i was like when did i buy this i don't remember so i was just yeah I was like, all right, well, I'll download this and this and this. I'll get to them eventually. I didn't remember. Uh, And then I also, because I just wanted to try it out, didn't spend a lot of time on it, uh, got to play Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat 11 to kind of get a feel for him. Oh, yeah. It's pretty cool, you know. Yeah. I mean, he's got some interesting movesets, and his morphing ability 
kind of how he does in the other games where he transforms into other characters. It's like his what they showed in the trailers where he's transforming into like Scorpion and Rain and Ermac and all those other characters. That's actually part of his move set. So if you do a move, okay. he'll transform into that character, do that move, and then come back. But as okay. far as him transforming into anyone else, he seems to only transform into the character you're fighting, and that's also a move. So like you do like some soul-sucking move, and then he'll, your soul is mine, and then turn into mm-hmm. that character, and then you can use their move sets against them to fight, which can be, I mean, if you're very familiar with that character that you're fighting, that's actually a bonus because I'm like, all right, so I know how to, you know, do this move and do that move, and then you can just flip their moves on them and then get in some good damage. Uh, so, I mean, it's kind of a neat little thing, and he's a, he's an interesting addition. And he's got his yeah. his jacket from the movie that like they've given him that look, and then you can also have the old man look, which I think I guess you have to unlock because okay. it wasn't. And this came like just free. Well, for if you've got the combat pack, and I gotcha. Okay, like right now, if you don't have the combat pack for the game, uh, you have to wait. I think it is before you can buy the characters separate. But if you have the combat oh, okay. pack, he's available now for any. You get to do, get it early. Yeah. Nice. So. But yeah, uh, I dabbled a little bit, and then I, I did his uh, his ending for the game. You know, like you do in all the other games, where everybody has an ending. And I was just like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> enough enough to kind of get a taste. I got to try it first. Yeah, Excellent. yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, if anybody who's been here or who is here, like you've been here before, if you're uh, here now. <laughs> And uh, you know you know what's happening up top. We're we're about to take a little break here, uh, but before we get through all that, we've got a little bit of news, and we don't have a lot of news because this is why we're taking a break. After E three, the well dries up for a while. Yeah. So we've got to say it's a little slow right yeah. now. So it's not that we don't want to spend time with you guys. It's just you know if there's nothing to talk about, eh, you know I mean just have us talking about that like this yeah for, for an hour exactly so there might be a market for that there may be I think Lacey so. and Steven's deep thoughts for a mm-hmm. month of July oh yeah hey hmm maybe that's an idea for another day we'll talk about it yeah, we're gonna have to <laughs> brainstorm yeah but until then let's talk about what little news we do have because there were some interesting bits that came out the first one uh, for sure the first one was uh wow let me just tell you. I think I already know what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah, because, well, see, I'm I'm often wondering how many people are actually buying EA's bullshit anymore. Mm-hmm. Because does any, I just want to know if there's someone out there who hears something they say that w- most of us know is just garbage. And then they like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, sure. Thank you for clearing that up, EA. Yeah, exactly. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up, if you don't know because I feel like you should know by now, but hopefully you don't know and we're, we're informing you, is it feels like EA is trying to shift perceptions of loot boxes because the word loot box now has a poisonous ring to it. You know, right. it, it's dangerous and people don't want loot boxes in their games. So instead of just removing loot boxes from their games, EA has decided that they are going to shift the narrative, you know, create alternative facts. And yes. they they said during an evidence session with Parliament in the UK, or at least their VP of Legal and Government Affairs, she asserted that EA's games do not contain loot boxes, but instead surprise mechanics. 
You know, much like a Kinder Egg candy on store shelves, which is or a LOL doll. Yeah, because yeah. They're, they're completely the same, right? Oh, I, yeah. From what I understand, I mean, last I checked, at least with a Kinder Egg, even if you get a garbage toy, you still got candy. You know? Yeah. So I mean, I guess, and I've heard some people explain it like, well, when you buy like Magic the Gathering cards or something like that, mm-hmm. like you're buying a chance to. Uh, improve your deck but you may not you know but you're still getting cards i guess is what somebody was explaining i'm like okay that i guess and and at least with that you can trade them with other people maybe they don't have a card that you have and you can be like hey do you want this i don't need this what do you got that i can trade it with people do that all the time trading Mm -hmm. systems so still not the same (laughs) you can still get rid of this card and get something better. I mean, now, I've never played a loot box or bought a loot box or however it goes. Mm-hmm. Is there a chance you get nothing? I would hope not. Or do you always get something? That's That was my curiosity. It was like, do you always get something regardless? Well, or? I would assume, I would assume that you get something. But mm-hmm. it's whether or not it is a value to you in the game. Because you can, right. you can continue to get... Let's let's use uh, Shadow of War, the EA Shadow of War, the Mordor game. Mm-hmm. I remember when I played that, you could open loot boxes and stuff like that. And I never felt like it didn't intrude on the game for me. But okay. I understood what the, the frustration was. You can open these boxes and get swords and, and items and armor and stuff like that. But I'll never use it. It's It's absolutely pointless for me. So I have to get Mm -hmm. rid of it or destroy it or something like that. I mean, it just, there was, rarely did I ever get anything that was like, yeah, perfect. And it was that chance. It was just like a lot of garbage stuff that I'll never use. And then maybe, maybe one good thing. So I think that's what it comes down to when people are complaining. You're not getting anything. You're, You're, I never paid for anything. That's the other thing. Keep that in mind too. But if I did, I would want something. Right. If I am putting down money, I want I want to guarantee that I'm getting that item. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where the frustration comes. The fact that I didn't I didn't spend any money, I'm fine. It's, it's perfectly right. fine. I you know, I'm getting junk fine. I didn't I'm not losing anything in the process. So when it comes to paying money, yeah, I think you should get something. Again, mm-hmm. you know what you're getting with a kinder egg. At least you're getting candy, but you're getting a little bonus. Mm-hmm. Um so my initial concerns with this statement went directly to Jedi Fallen Order because my question is that point is like, okay, well, they said there are no loot right. boxes. They did. But yeah. are there surprise mechanics? Because we don't know. But they've spoken at length about, you know, the claims against loot boxes. They're not gambling. And I feel like this is yet another angle. They're trying to argue their approach. So I've just... yeah. I don't like it's going to be in the game. They're trying to prep us mm-hmm. for hopefully different verbiage here. Sure. Um, I mean, I, I don't I mean, it might have worked on some people. I'm not really sure who that would be fooling at this point because it's made such big news in the gaming community that mm-hmm. I feel like gamers are pretty hip to. Yeah. I mean, they're trying on. to do, that's, you know, again, that's why I'd like to know if there's anybody out there who's like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Did, yeah, I, I would be curious if anybody would even admit to it. Like, did you think that it was something different then mm-hmm. when they said it was what it's like that? I don't know. Yeah. So I'm I'm <sighs> anxious to see where this is going to head because the moment I hear right. surprise mechanics or anything like that around that game, I'm immediately off. 
they have to know like it's the first time if they put it in that game they have to know mm-hmm. they're gonna get some huge backlash for it sure so i hope either they're prepared for that or are starting to reconsider their surprise mechanics mm-hmm. if it's in the game yeah if it's in the game we don't like, know we still don't know but but again i'm i'm i've got my concerns after that shift because you can say no loot. We never said there were loot boxes. There are no loot boxes. Right. It's surprise mechanics. Yeah. Go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But people have fun with them, she says. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. People have loads of fun with them. And some people do. Anyway, uh, the next thing I've got is Microsoft has the industry abuzz with talks of uh, Project Scarlet. And while mm-hmm. I feel like they should lean into that Scarlet bit, ditching their bro green for something a little sleeker. I mean, wouldn't wouldn't an Xbox look kind of sleeker with a scarlet color? I think it would. Yeah. But it would yeah. also shift the brand, so I don't know if they'd want to do that. That's yeah. just that's not anyone's concern right now. The the biggest question <laughs> most are asking, I think, is how much? Because mm-hmm. considering all the details we've mentioned from hardware specs to the ability to play all Xbox all games, them, yeah. it seems like this machine could make anyone or any hardware you have now obsolete. You'd never need mm-hmm. your old Xbox. You wouldn't need your 360. You wouldn't need your Xbox One. Get this right. one all in one console. Get rid of all the others, and you've got your one console. So, I mean, I'll be honest with you. If Nintendo could pull that off, I'd buy a new Nintendo console. Every game? Yeah. Sure, I'm there. Okay. But, anyway, nothing has been announced price points as of yet, but the company did suggest it will be reasonable... However, they did enforce that the innovations and ideas behind it are setting a new bar, and I kind of feel like that's no doubt to soften the inevitable blow that this is not going to be a three ninety nine console like people are crossing their fingers. I on. honestly was guessing about five. Yeah, I, I, f- I feel like five, maybe six mm-hmm. might be a fine little sweet spot that'll still sell. I think if you go much over that, though, you're going to have... Yeah. A problem selling a lot of, uh, especially at least on release. Sure. Um, But I was thinking five. I even think that with PlayStation 5, I think it's going to be around that price point, $499. I mean, I'm I'm kind of at a point where I I feel like how could it not be? Because I understand back in the PlayStation 3 day when they slapped 600. Yeah, that was like, whoa, dude. You didn't even, you know, give us a a bit to build up (laughs) there. You're just like, no, 600, bam. <laughs> it's like everybody was like, no, 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 no. Well, so, like, wait a minute. Especially when you had the Wii over here for like two fifty, and it was like, screw you, I'm gonna for a Wii. I honestly feel like that helped <laughs> their sales because people are like, I'm not paying double. I could buy two right. Wiis for that. Let's see Just, what this does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I I kind of feel like five uh, mm-hmm. will be the going rate. And again, look at what you're getting. I mean, I, I'm not saying I'll jump right out of the gate and buy one of these. I'm not saying I can afford it. No, but, exactly. Yeah. But look at what you're getting. Look at what they're doing. So everything they're promising, as long as it holds true, yeah, I mean, it's kind of worth the money. Mm-hmm. I mean, no load times. Would you pay an extra $100 right. for that? Kind of, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but life. Yeah. Um, Microsoft also said, and this is kind of another, I guess, driving point to say, you know, this might be worth your money is they said that they're not going to release multiple versions of a console anymore. So you're not going to have your Xbox one X or your S or your, 
you know, slim or all that. Like that. Exactly. So they said they're they're done with that. It's one console. That's it. It's fair enough. So you know what you're getting. You're not going to have to worry about mm-hmm. some cheaper one, cheaper version later on down the road. I'm sure the price will drop at some point, but still. Well, sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, plus, Microsoft doesn't think that this will be their last Xbox. You know, I think that's another running concern that people have is like, is that this it's starting the, to go the way of the dodo? Yeah. yeah consoles are they're ending. We're never going to see them again. You know, this will be the last console era. And they said, no, we think, you know. I don't feel that way. I don't either. I mean, technology is just getting better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? True. I'm sure things on this might even improve before it gets released because technology is moving at such a fast pace. Yeah. And they they kind of hinted that, you know, there will be more powerful consoles. Like you said, technology is improving all the time. I'm sure we'll see another one years down the road when they get to 16K because we cannot have clear pictures. I just don't think past eight like come on now can your eye even know like know. can your eye even know i'd have to see it what all. what's the world is the world at twenty thousand k or something yeah <laughs> like, I, I know okay. that's Ignore what i'm talking that about comment. but i'm just saying like if i'm putting it up there mm-hmm. like whatever you do you if you want to put it in there and you want to buy a 16k tv or mm-hmm. monitor then you know <laughs> more power to you <laughs> yeah i'm i just i don't i could tell between uh vhs and dvd that was clear Oh, well, yeah. And then DVD to, what was it, Blu-ray? Blu-ray, yeah. If you had the right TV, you'd be like, oh, wow, yeah, that is that is clear. But Like e- HD to 4K, I get too. Yeah. Right? Like that jump, it looks nice. I, I don't know. I'd have to see it side by side. Exactly. I guess like a 4K versus 8K or whatever. Yeah, it's it's getting to the point where... You gotta, you gotta stop somewhere. Like I pushed my face up against a 4K TV at Best Buy because obviously that's the only way you know, right? Mm-hmm. Is if you can see the pixels when you push your face right up against it, and I couldn't. So, like, how much more yeah. smaller can you make them? If I'm, if my nose is on your screen and I can't see pixels, like improving that, I don't think is going to make a difference. Exactly. To me, you know? Exactly. <laughs> now, all that said. Um, Several devs have come out and said that the PS5 is more powerful than the Scarlet. How true that is, I don't know, but they've been saying it. Uh, that said, uh, the head of Platinum Games, uh, Atsushi Inaba, nailed it. Uh, mm-hmm. He said that both consoles are neither doing anything innovative that will change the anything. It's just they're faster. He's yeah. just like, there's there's really not anything these console, in his opinion. Granted. Well, what about the, because uh, I mean, didn't they say the, uh, <clears throat> oh crap, the brain of it was uh, like a eight core? Yeah. Or something like that? I think. I mean, that's faster than most PCs, like home PCs. Sure. I, I think I think what he's saying is as far as the technological leaps, I mean, as far as oh, speed okay. and everything that, that it's doing, yeah, that's, that's something new. But mm-hmm. beyond graphical power and speed, what else are you doing? You know, well, what else are these right. consoles doing other than just becoming more powerful, like an upgraded PS4? What Basically else are you Basically, or just being like a, a more affordable PC version. Right. Because that's, I mean, basically what the innards are at this point. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think that was his driving point. Is like, what are you... Because if you if you what wanted to... What new are you bringing to the table that we haven't already gamed with? Right. Because... That we haven't already seen, other than making it prettier and faster. Comparatively, if they were making... <clears throat> The Scarlet, like a Switch, 
So it had the graphical capabilities and speed of an Xbox Scarlet or whatever they're talking about, but it's like a Switch. That would be innovative. That would be like, holy sh... You know, I can take my PC with me wherever I go. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. But I think that's maybe the innovation he's talking about. What are you bringing that would be yeah. new and unique? You're not. You're just making a new console that's more powerful. You're sure, the games are going to look great, but mm-hmm. that's it. You won't have to wait as long, so you could probably beat games faster. But yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I see your point. All right. Let's do some quickets. All right. All right. What do we got here? First of all, Dying Light 2 is confirmed to be a game as a service model as it was said to be supported for years, which I'm a little disappointed in, but shouldn't be surprised. Plus, the game, this was said by a dev, the game will need to be played multiple times if you want to unlock everything. I don't... So I won't. Yeah, I'm not going to be doing that. (laughs) I mean, good on you. Some people have that drive, I just don't. Nope, I don't, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Marvel's Avengers also falls under that category as we kind of mentioned last week the game as a service the devs have now said that the game's narrative will unravel over multiple years and this is where i was trying to figure out do they mean you're not going to tell the story you're going to tell me a portion of the story in 2020 then in 2021 you're going to tell me more of that story so i'm not going to get the full story up front is that what you're telling me maybe it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So, like, if you came out and just flat out said it's episodic, fine. Sure, but games do that. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. On the opposite end of that spectrum, they did they did say that uh, the game will have nearly limitless customization options. So, if you want to have an odd looking Captain America, hey, um, your your options are there. By all means, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be unique to you. Uh, it is also said, or been said, that Google Stadia will allow you to change your username at any time. So if you don't, if you don't like your username, you don't have to go through. You know. <laughs> have you trolled too hard that you need a new identity? Are people not playing games with you anymore? That's okay. You I wonder if it'll name. be like Steam though, because there's a drop down list on Steam that'll show you the history of, if you can see people's profiles mm-hmm. of what their names were. I would kind of hope because this feels like an open door for trolls. Because Steam, you can change it all the yeah. time too. Like it doesn't matter. So but, we'll, we'll uh, see. But you can drop down a list if you really want to go through the trouble of going to someone's profile and seeing all the different name changes they've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this next one is just I don't I don't really know what to think of it. But I just thought why not? I'll say it anyway. Uh, Sega has said that 2021 uh-huh. will be a big year for Sonic the Hedgehog. Now, now, not is this, that when the movie is finally coming out? Now well, after they no, it? <laughs> don't don't forget that's coming out in March of next year. And you yeah, you'd that, think, but we'll see. That would have been his year, but no, they're yeah. they're just like, yeah. I know we understand the movie's coming out. Uh, it's not going to be good. We're we're clearly saying that because, but next year, the following year next after year. the movie, that's going to be his big year. year. Sonic. That's going to be his big year. So okay. Good for you, Sonic. I'll forget by then, so we'll see when it rolls around. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I got a few bits about Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, that kind of floated out over the the week. Each part of the game, or or each part, I guess, where they said they're splitting it up in parts. They Mm -hmm. said it's the size of a standalone game. So this is going to be a massive, massive 
game overall. Uh, so it's probably going to take like 300 hours plus to play. Wow. If I mean, that's that's being generous saying that they're only going to split it up into three parts. We don't know how many parts. I'm just right. assuming at this point. You know, three sounds uh, reasonable. Yeah. I would hope no more than that. Uh, and since they were able to... Uh, the reason they're so big now is they are actually... I guess they the guy who created the original... He said the reason he's remaking it now is he's able to create the game that he wanted to create initially. So he is... But now he has the capabilities to see it right. through because this, things have advanced. Yeah, this okay. is this is the version he always intended and just did not have the graphical and, and technical capabilities. We to weren't there yet. Right. But okay. Uh, also, they stressed that the additional parts won't take as long to make or release since they're kind of already kind of in it. And uh, they will all be divided between two Blu-rays. And if you uh, were kind of not sure whether you wanted to pick it up or not right now, you may want to wait for the PS5 because it's going to make its way to the PS5. So, Okay. You might get the better version. I figure most of the stuff we just heard announced will possibly be both consoles. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Nintendo's next mobile game, Dr. Mario World, is releasing on July 10th. I signed up for the beta for that as well, so hopefully I'll get my oh, hands nice. on it. Yeah. I, I used to play that as a kid. My mom was insanely addicted to Dr. Mario. Too. It's a great game. I couldn't even tell you the amount of times I came downstairs in the morning after waking up and mom's asleep on the couch with her head back, the controller in her hands. And then who knows how long the little viruses have been dancing around on the screen, <laughs> you know, because she had fallen asleep. It was so adorable. Yeah, I mean, she it's it's a fun game. It's very addictive. I can't wait to try it out. I'm kind of she was good, be... man. She got to like a hundred and something crazy. I don't know. Like wow. they were coming down insanely fast. I don't know how she did it. <laughs> skills, baby, skills. Right. She she got in the work. That's for sure. Uh, Psychonauts two has been delayed to 2020. If anyone was looking forward to that, it's not happening yeah. right. and until next year. But that's fine. Uh, Dead by Daylight is coming to mobile devices. So yeah, I saw that. Take Interesting. That on the go? Yeah. I don't know how that it's, would work, but I'm I curious. Don't Maybe like how Fortnite does. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, but I've, mean, I've never played that either. I'm wondering, though, is it cross-play? Like, will you be able to play with PC players and console players? And that would be like cool. That? I mean, Because I feel like that would be a huge disadvantage on the PC, or on a mobile, but sure. I don't know. Hmm. Well, we'll <laughs> have to wait and see when they Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Hey, uh, did if were you looking forward to the upcoming Gears of War movie that I didn't know about until just now? Oh well, I I can now because I didn't know there was a Gears of War movie either. I didn't I didn't either, but apparently there's one in the works. And um, okay, if you were hoping that it was going to be set in the same reality as the games, then uh, you're going to be disappointed to find out that it's not. It's, it's it's in our world, and the military had to take over. Well, we don't know about all that, but you know. It's not set in the game's reality, so it's an entirely okay. new reality of game. Or They're just stealing the name, sure. is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Now, while we're talking about such uh, terrible tropes in movies, uh, an announcement trailer for the film adaptation of Monster Hunter leaked online. And it was not oh. meant for the viewing public. Obviously, it got out. This was in mm-hmm. some Shanghai International Film Festival, I think, that it was being shown at. I got oh, wow. I got to peek at it and obviously mm-hmm. didn't show much of anything. It showed uh, Mila Jojovich and uh, Tony Jai, I think's the guy's name, the one that was playing the hunter 
Did you saw okay. the stills with the big bone oh, yeah, sword yeah. or whatever? The stills, got it. And they did show two monsters very briefly. We saw Diablos and we saw Rathalos. And granted, the film footage was fuzzy and, you know, all that. But right. they did look accurate. Okay. Like, I, I could tell that's what that was. When the Diablos came out of the you ground, right I was like, away. oh, yeah, that's a Diablos. And then when they showed the Rathalos, I was like, oh, that's a Rathalos. They didn't look mm-hmm. bad. But again, this was not the greatest footage in the world. So right. when you see them in crisp, clear HD, they could look very, very terrible. So I don't know. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they could look really, really good. No. But I see. I see. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. I mean, I'll give them credit. I'll give them credit for that. And this is another thing that I remember reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess about the time this came out and it just, it's, it's frustrating when you hear comments like this, because then you question everything about what's going on. The director has apparently self-professed himself as a huge monster hunter fan. In that moment, I'm like, then why did you add the human element of the real world? Right. If you loved the the series so much, you could have found a way to tell the narrative within the world. But you mm-hmm. didn't. You had to write mm-hmm. a role for your wife to be in this movie. She could have still been in it. And no, that's exactly. <laughs> I know. Like, uh, but then, yeah. but but you know what? I guarantee you, he'd have been like, but then we're whitewashing. But there could. Be, how? how is that? I know. Different than still casting her in a different. I uh, know. Whatever. I don't know. I don't know either. She could we have don't been, we don't know what's going on behind. She could have been the lonely hunter that wandered into the village and was like, "Hey, what's going on? What happened?" Just like they do in all the other games, the one hunter mm-hmm. that's just out of the blue. But mm-hmm. whatever, I'm just it frustrated yeah. me. Right. All right, <clears throat> let's do some truth or trash. All right, because I've got a few. Uh, how true they are? Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll find out, right? Yeah. Okay, the first one. This is a this one's a stretch, but I mean go with it. Gears of War 5 will release on PlayStation 4. Ooh. I'm going to say truth. Okay. And only because it seems like within the first year or two of a new console, I feel like they come out on both anyway, right? For people who didn't buy the next gen. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be my reasoning. Okay. Now, this next one, I'm going to go ahead and preface this up front. This was not mine. This actually came from our good friend Garrett. Oh, a truth or trash from Garrett? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. The teased chainsaw-wielding character in Mortal Kombat 11 will not be Ash Williams, will not be the Doomslayer, but instead will be Marcus Phoenix from Gears of War as a cross-promotion campaign with the Terminator, who will also be in Mortal Kombat 11. Ooh, that would be brilliant. Since that would be a nice new way to tie everything together. Mm-hmm. But I don't know <laughs> if he did this just to confuse me because he knows my love for Bruce Campbell now. Yeah. But I already think it's not him anyway, regardless. I think we've put that to bed for me. Um, ooh, okay, let's go true. Because okay. that would be, that would be um, a nice little segue into all of the... Yeah. Crossovers there. Yeah. Certainly would be. Uh, The next one is Ghost of Tsushima will release in November. Don't really know what it is, so I'm going to say true. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I could 
do it justice to tell you which I know it was shown last year at Sony's press conference. It's like a little samurai game. Oh, wait. Yeah, sure. I'm going to stick with it. Okay. I feel like we've talked about it long enough, which doesn't mean anything. No, it never does. But hey, why not? I think I vaguely remember now. Yeah. And finally, the final Super Smash Brothers DLC character will be Waluigi. Ooh, true. I'm just going to go true across the board. The game's coming out this year, so why not? Sure. Okay. Hey, on the rights. <laughs> <laughs> but I think a lot of people have been like begging for that character, and Nintendo's just like, nah. We're not well, gonna... maybe this will be the year. Maybe. Maybe they'll satisfy fans because they have been... I don't know why. He's got so much love. People love that character. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, weird news time. They love a good underdog story. Yeah, for sure. Weird news time. So, uh, do you know who A.D. Shankar is? Does that name ring a bell? I do not. Okay, well, he I ma- mean, I don't know a lot of people's names, though. That's fine. A.D. Shankar? Yeah. Addy, A.D. Shankar. Uh, he, may, he may be known to some people as the showrunner of Netflix's Castlevania, but he also may be known to some people as uh, from his YouTube channel, bootleg universe on this channel he has produced some popular videos like a hardcore punisher short film called dirty laundry which had thomas jane which was excellent like okay when this came out i think marvel was still kind of in the process of getting their punisher off the ground right or like onto tv or a new movie and people were watching that going that is the punisher that is what it needs to be so mm-hmm. And yeah, I agreed, but it didn't happen. And then he also did a dark, gritty Power Rangers short, which was, I think it had, uh, oh, what's that guy's name? The Dawson. James Vanderbeek. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Dawson, I love that. That's cute. And some other guys. Uh, Anyway, now he's released a- The Creek. Yeah, The Creek. (laughs) Now he's released a short on his uh, YouTube channel called The End of Pokemon, which is an animated- Pokemon short that shows these characters as adults and things go dark very quickly. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Yeah, go check that out if you want to. Uh, it's just called The End of Pokemon Bootleg Universe. It's a uh, it's a fun watch. Okay. Uh now you may not know this since uh you've never played Final Fantasy 7 before, but there's a character Yeah, or any of them. And already have them. Th- this could stretch across other games too, but this one in particular, since the game is about to be remade, there's a character in the the game known as Tifa, and in the original game, she was a very well endowed woman. You know, she oh, she had her white tank top and all this, and she was like very athletic looking, but she had some. She sure. was yeah. Most of the games at that time in the nineties were yes you know dead or alive very endowed when they were drawn yeah dead or alive was probably the worst offender of that anyway uh tifa was seen in the the recent uh footage of the game and uh, it was noticed that her breast had been reduced to what would be considered a comparable size for her body type you know an athletic woman Mm -hmm. and wouldn't you know fans are pissed Where's my boobs? I just don't understand. It's not important. The boobs are not crucial to the plot. Just let it go. Let it go. (laughs) 
the stuff people find is that that's what makes me smile. Or I'm like, oh, this is what we're choosing to spend this day on. Okay. Yeah, we're we're so angry about boobs. <laughs> oh boy. And finally, I didn't know this. This was kind of a shock to me. So now I kind of mm-hmm. want to go find a way to. Well, it's not finding a way. I just need to go try it out. Were you aware that a brutality in Mortal Kombat 11 was previously censored, but is now currently uncensored? I did was not. No. I didn't either. But apparently, there's a brutality from Cabal, which mimics a fatality from Mortal Kombat 3, where he takes his mask off and screams at the character, and then they like their ghost disappears and dies. They've taken uh-huh. a variation on that for a brutality, but apparently, the original version of that it was his face was censored like it was blurred out and i guess fan uproar and then they just blurred out i wonder why though i don't know i was kind of wondering if maybe it was kind of a joke since you know we remember seeing what his face looked like because it looked like large marge from peewee's big adventure and then i i don't know i just i don't understand why it made a difference one way or the other like why did you feel the need to and then why did you feel the need to unsent i don't know it's weird that's why it's here mm-hmm. i don't get yeah. it. yeah but hey you know what we haven't Just, done in a while or at least i don't feel like we've done it in a while i'd buy that for a dollar oh yeah i was thinking i'm like what haven't we done yeah i've got one little item okay and it sounded pretty interesting so i thought i would i would do it i would bring it up do you like monopoly I had a regular relationship with it growing up. <laughs> you played it with family and friends? You, I did, okay. yes, yes. Now, if you were to ever try playing Monopoly again, would it interest you to play with a unique variant edition? You know, and I'm not talking sure. about, you know, like Evil Dead Monopoly or something like that. Right. But instead, a Monopoly with an AI banker overseeing the entire game. So how does this work okay. exactly, you may be asking? Well, yes. think about it as like Alexa managing your entire game, in a manner of speaking. The game okay. features an AI mm-hmm. device which sits in the middle of the board, and it's designed like the uh, top hat. And it features okay. the voice of Rich Uncle Pennybags, or Mr. Monopoly, however you know him. And the AI will handle all the transactions. You have no money to worry about, no deeds to keep track of. All of that is done within the AI. So as you play the game, your uh, tokens or your pieces have buttons on them. So if you landed on, say, Boardwalk, you press the button and say, I'd like to purchase Boardwalk. The AI takes that information, takes your money, and then ba-boom. You keep going. So is it all just like digital? You don't have paper money or anything like that? Nope. On the all digital. Anymore? Yep. Hmm. So it keeps right. track of everything as you play. And I guess it sounds pretty cool. You know? I mean, if you don't have to I worry mean, about all that and all the, the... Less mess. And maybe if you want to clean it up at the end of the night and pick up tomorrow, it would be better. Because you used to just leave Monopoly out for weeks. Mm-hmm. And Nobody they, touched the board. And it has also been said that the games will move a little faster because all the transactions are being taken care of, so nobody has to worry about anything. You just play Humans aren't trying to do addition and subtraction. Exactly. <laughs> the AI takes care of it. 
Now, the classic, or this version of the classic board game will be released on Amazon this Wednesday on the 26th and July 1st everywhere else. How much do you think this is worth, or how much would you pay for this? How big is the little uh, AI part of it? I mean, I would... Like, substantial size, or... I would have to say... That seems to be the only thing that would be of real value, and the other's probably just cardboard, right? Uh... Think about like one of those Amazon Echoes about the round size of that, big okay. around, and then design like a top hat. <clears throat> uh, if I'm just going based off of a price of something like that, 40 bucks doesn't seem ridiculous for a board game that's got that in there. I mean, you're you're in luck because it's only twenty nine ninety nine. believe it or not. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's, uh, it's pretty cheap, pretty affordable. That's not bad. Yeah. No. Because board games really aren't super cheap like you think they would be. No, they're not. The day and age we're in. <laughs> no, it's it's insane how much you have to pay for a board game. But oh, materials alone, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. So maybe that's where they cut out. They all the money that they had to print and all the hotels and everything. It's like you know what we don't all the to... trees that had to die. Yeah, we just put the AI in there and it costs the same. It's fine. Yeah. Okay, let me go through some release dates real quick. First of all, on June 24th, Heavy Rain comes to the Epic Store. So if you're looking forward to that, you got to go there. <laughs> yep. uh, Devil May Cry is actually coming to the Nintendo Switch, as is Azeran Tales Trials for the Nintendo Switch. Then on okay. June 25th, we have Super Neptunia RPG for PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. The Sinking City for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night for Nintendo Switch, which... I believe I've heard a lot of good things about. Is that the Yeah, I've been seeing it floating around. Yeah, I think that's... Kind of, yeah. yeah. The, the art style is really cool. Mm-hmm. The art style is really cool. And I've been hearing a lot of good stuff about that. And I think it's out now on all the others, which I may have said last week, but I don't remember. So mm-hmm. it's, it's coming to the Switch. 25th. Tomorrow. Uh, Irony Curtain from Matryoshka with Love. I nailed that. For PlayStation 4. Mm. Car Mechanic Simulator for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Samurai Showdown for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch. Monster Jam Steel Titans for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. F1 2019 for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Mutant Year Zero Road to Eden for Nintendo Switch. And We the Revolution for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Then on June 26th, we have Outbreak Lost Hope for Xbox One. Then on the 27th, we have War Tech Fighters for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Furwind for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. The Sinking City for PC. Sega Ages Virtual Racing for Nintendo Switch. F1 2019 for PC. Graveyard Keeper for Nintendo Switch. Good for them. Good for them. I know. That's a fun little game. Mm-hmm. Irony Curtain for Matroshka with Love. Why couldn't they have just put these games all in the same so I don't have to repeat them on Nintendo Switch? <laughs> Uh, it is always mind-boggling to me why it's different, I know. like, dates. Even if it's only by a couple of days. Right. Whatever. Moto GP 19 for Nintendo Switch. Uh, the rest of these are for the Nintendo Switch, so hang on, people. Here we go. Dandy Dungeon, Legends of the Brave Yamada. Sega Ages, Wonder Boy and Monsterland. Gunya Fighter, Human Rocket Person. Nekopara Volume 3. Cheeky Cheeky Boxy Pro Wrestling, Lions X, Rain City, Baobab's Mausoleum Episode 2, 1313 Barnabas Dead End Drive, 
and Epic Astro Story. All of those are for the Nintendo Switch. Then finally, on June 28th, we have Super Mario Maker 2 for the Nintendo Switch, which I know people are excited for. Yeah, they are. <clears throat> Here's that name again. Irony Curtain from Maratrioshka with Love. I'm working on that. <laughs> for the Xbox. <laughs> then the rest are for the Switch. Rally Rocket Racing. Spellcasting Perfectly Portable Edition. Maddening Euphoria. Bloodstained Ritual of the Nights, Igia's Backpack DLC, Another Sight, Real Drift Racing, and Headball Soccer Deluxe, all for the Switch. There you go. Excellent. And for the record, I was going to um, go through the release dates for the rest of the time we're going to be off, but then I started looking at that list, and I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. There's way too much. Got rather long. Yep. Yeah. All because of the Switch. That's the problem. The Switch is really, yeah. So it was about as bad as saying, hey, I'm going to talk about all the PC games that are coming. I just, I, right. I started and I'm I go through Steam and all the shovelware and tell you all that. Yeah. I just, I started and then I was like, I'm not doing this. So my apologies to everyone out there. If you come to us for your release date, you're going to have to do it yourself for the month of July. I just, I couldn't do it. We believe in you too. Yeah. But there's really mm. not, I mean, I, I did my research. I did my due diligence. Yeah. There's not nothing like huge. There's no big, massive titles. No, there's maybe like one or out, two yeah. titles that you'd have been like, uh, but you're not missing anything. Yeah. Of course, I'm sure the developers and publishers would disagree, but I'm just saying. Right. They don't pay us. So there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so let's play our last bout. Of Name That Game! And stop. And there we go. Okay. I I got you three. I thought I would keep it simple and sweet. Three is a nice, neat little number. I know. That's what what you keep saying. And, you know, maybe sometimes I want to I don't know why. It just seems so well-rounded for a game. Threes. Threes. Okay. So... I tried I, I'm trying to cut them down to the bare minimum. I think I've got so you. No, <laughs> so no novels on the descriptions. Yeah. <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to find the ones that I thought would be the most interesting. So I think I got the ones that were good. So uh, I believe in you. Here we go. This game is a twisted, super addictive, single player and local multiplayer game that mixes various different genres like first-person rail shooter and quick-time events. You'll have to defeat each of your enemies with different weapons, items, and secrets that you'll discover along the way before your girlfriend finds out what you're doing. Each challenging enemy has its own abilities depending on what you ate before facing them. Putting your best gamer skills to the test. Try not to destroy everything while completing the achievements, unlock content, and see how this funny story meets its end. That is, of course, if you're tougher than your poop. I know, I know it smells foul from a distance, but trust me, it's as delicious as an almond chocolate cake up close. No, I disagree. (laughs) Is this... A, Beast from the Chocolate Whizway. Oh, my God. B, Hiding the Brown Eye. C, Attack of the Evil Poop. 
or D, the journey through Mud Valley? Ugh. What was A again? Beast from the Chocolate Whizway. Let's just go for that <laughs> since they decided to say chocolate almond cake was just as good. Hmm. Answer C, Attack of the Evil Poop. You know, <laughs> I just thought maybe they'd be a little bit less generic than that, but okay. Yeah. I had too much faith. You did. It's fine. I try to see the bright side. I mean, it really depends on the uh, the developer sometimes. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're just, yeah. they don't even try. I mean, it, 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 when it went to shit, ah, <laughs> ah I should have known better then. So, <laughs> the next one, I think you'll, I think you'll get a kick out of this one since you're, you love your puns. Uh huh. This is a party racing game for up to four players. Pick one of the colorful employees and use your fruity powers to deliver the mail. Whether you pick Walter Melon, Professor Sherry, Bandana Nana, or Jack Apple. You'll find yourself racing against other drivers and the clock to deliver fruity packages. Grab those keys and start up your engines to show everyone else why you deserve to be to be employee of the month. Okay. Is this A juiced in time? B fruit postal service? C mail jam or D peeling out? Ooh. I kind of like B for it, though. You going with B? Uh, okay. Are you hinting that I should no, not no, no. go no. with B? No, I'm just, I'm just asking. <laughs> Are you trying to help me? Because I liked the last one, too. I mean, I'm, I'm doing that, that Regis thing. Final answer? Final answer? Yeah, final answer. Yeah, I'm going with B. I know to go against my gut, but I'm going with it this time. Answer is B, Fruit Postal Service. Hey, nice. Yeah. Got my one. That's right. All right. Finally, you were once one of the finest heroes in the land, but you have grown old and tired. Retirement is upon you, but you still must make a living. In a past life, you learned how to make bread. Taking your trusty wagon with you and your knowledge of making bread, you travel around selling to the monsters you once fought as a hero. The problem... You can only seem to stay awake long enough to bake three good loaves a day. Monsters from afar and wide hear of your amazing almost burnt bread and flock to you to buy it. You let the poor brainless foes purchase your less than delicious bread, then knock them out using your skull or the skulls of your past enemies to win back the bread they bought you. Sounds really bizarre. Let me yeah. tell you what. And like a lot of trouble for bread. Yeah, really. Is this A, Flaky Bakery, B, It's a Wonderful Loaf, C, You Snooze, You Lose, or D, Leaving Half Baked? Uh, I feel like D is too creative. Of course, I think probably C might be too, if I'm remembering them in order now. What was A? Flaky Bakery. When you snooze, you lose. I, it stopped me. My brain has stopped. Um, ah, screw it. D. I think it's too creative for it, but 
enters a flaky bakery. Ah! See, I knew <laughs> I should have gone against gut. my gut. I should have. Always go with your gut. Well, no, mine, I have to go against it. Yeah, uh, that's true. It's true. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, it's fine. I got my one. Yeah, you did. You did. As long as I get one, I'm, I'm usually fairly happy. Yeah, you did all right. Well, everyone, as you may be wondering, what is our headliner? What are we doing? Well, we have no big headliner because we're going on vacation. Okay, okay we're going to take yeah. a break. So, you know, fear not. We're not going to leave you empty-handed. Uh, we're going to give you a little heads up of what to expect while we're gone because it's not just going to be an empty month of nothing on this channel. For the entire month of July, you're going to be flooded with new content like a new episode or two I haven't quite decided on that yet, but just in case, maybe two uh, episodes of As I Recall It, which will be... Oh, I loved those. You know. Yeah, that's great. So if you want more, you know, after that one, just tell me and I'll record more uh, if you want. Plus, this is the big one. The first season of a brand new podcast coming to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network called Inspired by a Weeaboo. This is a... I, I would guess I would consider it an anime appreciation podcast hosted by our former podcast guest and my wife, Katrina, where she introduces myself to some of her favorite anime. Now, I'm not a huge anime person, never, right. but I, I am aware of them, you know. I'm, right. I've seen... You can appreciate it for what it is. Right. So, I've... Like, I'd say that there are maybe one or two that I have watched from beginning to end, you know, they, they've been, sh and it's more than I have. Yeah. But there was always something about the, uh, premise that, that caught my interest. Like one that we talk about, and we'll, we'll talk about this in greater length on the show, but just to kind of mm -hmm. give you a, a simplistic version of it. There was one that I'd talk, that I'd seen called uh, death note, which I didn't know anything about until she came along. And the right. very first time I was introduced to it was through the film versions that they did in Korea. And mm -hmm. the, it was the the concept sounded really interesting. I was like, that's kind of interesting. I, I want to, I'm, I'm intrigued enough to check it out. Watch the movies right. and I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I'd like to see the anime now. People like that one. Yeah. People like that one. I but not the, not the Netflix <laughs> version from what I hear. But that's. I'm not oh gonna, yeah, I don't know. I'm not gonna get into. I just remember the pineapple pen thing, and that's when I became aware of who that person was. <laughs> See, that's how I got exposed. Mm -hmm. I have a pen. I have an apple pineapple pen or something like that. Yeah. I don't remember apple pen. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, scratch that. De delete that from the podcast. That was dumb. No, it's it's on there. It's permanent now. <laughs> but anyway, editing. But anyway, I did, you know, I watched it. I was like, yeah, that's really cool. Because they, I mean, obviously the anime is not a condensed version like the movies are, but it's an expansion of what I already knew. So I was like, all right, that's cool. I really enjoyed mm -hmm. that. So the idea here, and this came about, and again, this will all be explained in greater detail on the podcast if you listen to it, is I had an idea for another show, like another podcast idea, and then... I thought, well, how am I going to do that? Because it was kind of like my idea. Like, I wanted to introduce somebody to something that I love that maybe they don't. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess the, the best way to explain it would be, hey, Lace, you've never watched a Godzilla movie, you know, in Japan. I'm mm -hmm. going to introduce you to one. We'll watch it together, and then we'll, do a, we'll talk about it afterwards and see if you can appreciate the movie. You know, sure. kind of like that. 
So this is basically born off of that same concept as she's going to introduce me. And I asked for very short ones because I know there are there are animes out there that are 600 episodes long and I'm not doing that. Okay. Yeah. So I said, no, they've been going on forever. So I said, yeah. keep them, keep them short. Fine, fine, short, sweet. And the first one we chose is called Death Parade. It's like 12 episodes. And I didn't, you know, she, she told me the, the concept of it and it's about life in, or, well, I don't want to say life in limbo, but it's about limbo. Like the, uh, what do you call in it? In the between. Yeah, the in between like right before. Or? Yeah, before you go to heaven or hell, you come to this spot. And then okay. you have to be judged whether or not you go to heaven or you go to hell. Or at least what they mm-hmm. consider the void or uh, re- uh, resurrection. I think you get reborn or something like that. So mm-hmm. you either get a chance in another life or you go into the void and you're screwed forever. So hearing that concept, I was like, eh. Maybe. I don't know. Start watching it and, you know, you you go listen to the podcast and you find out what I what I thought. Let's just yeah, put it that Yeah, well, what do you thought of it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the beauty of these episodes are, is they are actually fairly short and sweet. I think the longest we had was maybe over 40 minutes. The shortest is less than 15. We don't, you know, BS about it. We don't try to stretch for time. We talk about the episodes themselves. We we break down each one, what we kind of felt about it, how we felt about each one. And the concept behind it is if you're an anime fan, I want you to be able to listen to it and appreciate. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember that episode. Oh, man, that was so great. Oh, yeah, I love this show. Or if you're not like me, maybe you can listen to maybe one or two episodes and be like, huh, yeah, that sounds interesting to me. I want to check it out. You know, and then you yeah. can, you can, it, it, I feel like it's a great concept to be seen from two sets of eyes. Either you're an anime fan or you're not. You can relate to me if you're not. You can relate to Katrina if you are. And mm-hmm. you can see it from both sides. So that was kind of the, the concept behind it. I think it's pretty cool. The show, yeah. like I said, the first season that we're doing, Death Parade, the entirety of it will be aired throughout July. So every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you're going to get an episode. So nice. And, and like I said, they're, they're pretty short and sweet. So it's not going to take a, a giant a amount time. of time, but yeah. we talk about them, we get through them. And if it seems a little, you know, as we're starting off, I'm allowing her to host, so she seems like she's not quite in a groove yet. <laughs> I love that you said I'm allowing her to. Well, no, it's meant to. <laughs> I, I guess I didn't mean it like that. I just, I want it to be her podcast. I, this is Right, this is, it's her thing. Yeah, and, this and is ours. Again, yeah. You know, what we do, I want that to be hers. I want her to to take care of it. I want her to, to host it, mm-hmm. to, to run it like that. I don't want, I just want to be along for the ride. Right. You know, I'm watching, the, the, watching it and talking about it, and that's it. So that's kind of the the idea behind that. So if it seems like she loosens up, it, again, we did it here. Yeah, when, t- when she got more comfortable in in the in the swing of things. Yeah, yeah no, once you happens. understand how to, to to get your hosting on, what you want to say, what you want to do, this that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So again, I hope uh, all of you out there will give it a give it a watch or give it a listen. I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. And if you know you've got any feedback, if there's anything you want to talk about, you if you like it, let us know. You know, because I don't want to. Maybe you want to suggest you watch. Exactly. So hopefully you'll check that out and uh, let us know. And then we'll be back on August 5th, I believe. 
you'll know as soon as the show is over <laughs> the other show we're coming back so there's only 13 episodes of that there will be the introductory episode explaining what the show is and then the 12 episodes of the uh anime so there you go mm-hmm. you're gonna have so much content in the entire month of july we're not leaving you empty-handed excellent but other than that that's our show we're gonna kick off our vacation. But don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Super Mega Crash. Find us on our Instagram to view our weekly icon art, Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo, if you don't know. And uh, I also like this week's icon. It was cute. Yeah. yeah. No, GG. Yeah. I liked it. And uh, to this episode's icon is also uh, one that I spent a little extra time on. I'll explain that one. Later. I'm curious. Yeah. yeah, I was getting questions this week. I'm like, what's going on, man? You were. I, so as of this recording, I don't even know what it is, guys. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. I think it's pretty cool. I'll even mention in the uh, the post the little additions that I made to it because it mm-hmm. it made all the difference. You know, just little things, but it makes all the difference. So. Yeah. You'll find it. Uh, anyway, go over there. Check that out. Uh, if you want, you can shoot us an email if that's your thing. We'll read it on the show. You can uh, support the show by pressing a like button, leaving reviews on your preferred platform, and even go to patreon.com slash pencil and paper productions. And you can tell your friends to find us on the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network found on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and even youtube.com slash pencil and paper productions. Thank you so much for listening. I am Stephen White. I'm Lacey O'Finley. Join us again when we return in a month, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.